the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Trying to get you to retirement. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Good to be back with you. It's been a while since we've chatted. Any big global updates? Anything change in the world that we need to hit on upon first? Uh, I was, you know, I was just going to say it's like it has been a while since we chatted, and I think the market's pretty much exactly where it was when we last chatted. Um, so it's kind of been emblematic of the of this year where you just had this, you know, constant up and down action without any real um, resolution in in either direction. So, um, you know, we're seeing it unfold already this week. You know, coming off of a big gain last week, and uh, now we're kind of struggling to get going this week. With that being said, the market's not going anywhere. It's okay. It's normal. It happens. It may make us impatient, but global markets, some of them have been doing quite well. Um, my diversified portfolio in my 401k is, you know, part of it's doing great, part of it's doing eh. That's kind of an okay thing, right? That's kind of a, a good way of looking at it, that it's okay to be okay. Yeah, it is. You know, and I think that, you know, let's not forget the market is up. You know, it's up 1%, okay? Um, you know, it could be worse. Um, and you're coming off of uh, several years of double-digit gains, you know. So it's, it's not, uh, should we say, unreasonable to, you know, look at it moving sideways here as it sort of consolidates some of those moves, which, you know, arguably were, you know, a bit overdone. But, but nonetheless, you have a market that's, that's – overall acting fairly resilient, uh, you know, especially when you stop to consider, you know, went through the first quarter uh, hanging in there pretty good. All the while, earnings revisions were moving down. Economic data was coming in very disappointing. Uh, and, and there you have the S&P 500 sitting, you know, on the doorstep of an all-time high. So there's been a really uh, resilient air about the market. But in relation to your point about how some of the foreign markets have done better, uh, I think that's also understandable. Uh, you know, when you look at just portfolio rebalancing efforts, right, you want to look at those areas that may have underperformed and are, you know, priced at, uh, you know, lower values than they were uh, relative to some of these other areas that have done very well and are now looking more richly priced. And, you know, you reallocate, and I think that's helped uh, in large part uh, European markets and markets in Asia uh, that have also, um, you know, have the added benefit for uh of their their weaker currencies there so um so that you know that that's helping in in this respect and it's kind of leaving the u.s trailing these other markets for the time being but um but again the overreaching point is that that's not necessarily a terrible thing uh, when you consider how far we've come over the last several years 
I hate coming across as not having an opinion or being kind of wishy-washy, but I'm seeing kind of wishy-washy. Um, Goldman Sachs up today. J.P. Morgan Chase it looks like a pretty good quarter on the outside. Wells Fargo, pretty good quarter looking at that. But you know, so the financials are doing great, and I think that's great for the market. You know, you have to have a good financial system. Banks, you know, they don't lend money to alcoholic, well, not alcoholics, but they don't lend money stupidly or unwisely. And then you see, on the other hand, you see like Norfolk Southern cutting guidance. So the banks look strong, but the transports look weak. I'm getting some wishy-washy kind of feelings from this market. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, I think mean, you know there are some some you know a good bit of mixed sentiment here, um, some mixed okay. messages. Um, yeah, you know, I think you take a step back, you look at, uh, you know, Wells Fargo, and yeah, they beat uh, analysts' expectations, but their profit on a year-over-year basis is actually slightly lower than it was a year ago. So, eh, you know, it's okay. You know, Johnson & Johnson got out there and beat estimates. Um, but again, I mean, their earnings growth year-over-year was, uh, you know, 1%, right? The stock trades at about 16 times forward earnings for 1% earnings growth, and you're like, eh. You know, so I think it's, I think you're having that that mindset kick in here when you recognize that, you know, valuations are are full in many respects, and so it's taking a lot more, um, uh, I think, on the bottom line uh, to really kind of get these stocks moving again. And investors so far aren't seeing that, and and that's generally the kind of like the bigger point, bigger picture here, for, you know, for the broader market. Um, Fair valuation, fairly full, no real earnings growth, right? You know, first quarter earnings are expected to decline 3.2%. Calendar year 2015 earnings expected to be flat. Uh, so investors just aren't will, as willing as they were, you know, a few years ago uh, when they could rely on interest rates absolutely remaining at the zero bound uh, to pay up for every dollar of earnings now, uh, knowing that the Fed is – uh, continues to talk as if it really wants to raise interest rates, but it's just waiting for that data to give them the, uh, the validation to do so. Now, some of that data came out today with retail sales jumping nine-tenths of a percent, according to your page one column, motor vehicle sales up 2.7%. That's pretty strong. Is that a number that you can get behind motor vehicle sales up 2.7% and say, maybe I should look at an auto for my portfolio or an auto ETF? Because 2.7%... That's a big number, economically speaking. Yeah, it is a big number. Um, I think, you know, what we've learned about uh, auto sales is that financing conditions have become fairly, uh, uh, I don't know if lax is the right word, but certainly have become more generous where it's becoming easier to get auto loans, you know, at very reduced interest rates and at long financing terms. Um, I think that the story around the strength in auto sales is is fairly well understood by now. So as it relates to the investment prospects in these automakers, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to say that they're, you know, good buys at this point. Um, you know, as an aside, we saw General Motors this morning raise its dividend by 20%. You know, for a long-term investors, that's great news, right, uh, for those income-oriented investors anyway. So, um, so it kind of will all boil down, I think, to what one's investment time horizon is when you're looking at these automakers. Maybe not the best things going in the very near term, but uh, but okay. if you can get a good sense that they're going to have the financial wherewithal to keep raising dividends, um, you know, maybe start you know dipping your foot in the water there if you have a longer term time horizon. Anything else that you're working on right now that you think is insightful on a bigger kind of look into the economy and the stock market? 
Yeah, well, it's all uh, for me anyway. It's all about earnings this week. But one thing I'm going to start working on, I think, is we've we've obviously harped a lot about the strong dollar. Um, you know, I'm going to try and look at running some screens, perhaps, for some of those foreign companies that are listed on U.S. exchanges that will benefit from that stronger dollar via a weaker currency on their end. So the translation effects works the other way as they, you know, take uh, their U.S.-based sales back to their foreign domiciles, and so. Just going to start digging into that a little bit and see if uh, there's some opportunities there. Question for you. Uh, I saw today that Wall Street Journal is reporting that Nokia is interested in potentially buying Alcatel-Lucent. I get a little nostalgic because I've been in this business a while, as have you. Do you look back and think of like, whoa, the 1990s, Alcatel-Lucent, mm-hmm. Nokia, all great investments, and today they're just they're they're a shadow of themselves. Do you get nostalgic in the not that you want these guys to be heroes again, but it's just it's humbling, isn't it? It is humbling, and I'd say it's a sobering reminder as you look at kind of like the changing of the guard and some of these other new leadership stocks that um, you know they're not always all they're cracked up to be in the height of the you know <laughs> of the speculative moment. So you have to really be careful about some of the names that you're chasing because uh, at the end of the day, the fundamentals are going to win out. And with respect to those two companies. Uh, the fundamentals didn't help them, and uh, therefore they're at trading at sharply reduced prices from where they were uh, back in the heyday. <laughs> I will let you go on that. Let's get back to work. Thanks, as always. It's Patrick O'Hara, Chief Market Analyst at Briefing.com. Briefing's a great resource. Um, it's for a small investor. It's for a big investment firm. Uh, financial media, I start my day every day reading you know, all the profiles and the stories. The breaking news section of briefing.com is, is worth the price of admission alone. People should check it out at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. And Patrick O'Hare, consistent uh, for 20-plus years, uh, at least 15-plus that I know. Um, but pretty solid product. It's, it's very rare that you stick with a product that long in this day and age, and I've stuck with it that long because it's top-notch. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the things that I said inside that segment was that U.S. investors need to have some exposure to foreign markets. And it stinks when the U.S. market rocks and rolls and goes up 30% in a year. And you're like, oh, I wish I had all everything in that basket. But there's something called the Vanguard Developed Market Exchange. It can underperform. Um, and then out of nowhere, it can outperform. What you're looking for is over time, how does it do? Large U.S. stocks um, are sexy, and they do have that international exposure. Large U.S. cops do, caps stocks do. Um, China and India seem to be like on or off. I think you accumulate long term a little bit of the U.S. markets and a little bit of international markets and a little bit of mid-cap U.S. and a little bit of small-cap U.S. And some sort of income gets in your portfolio. Um, And then you reinvest that income into more shares that ETF or mutual fund or stock. Um, You don't let it sit in cash. I think cash is trash for the long-term investment. Uh, For the short-term, cash is is quite useful. But for the long-term, it's quite useless. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
Johnson Johnson profits fall as the dollar rose. Johnson Johnson reported an 8.6% decline in first quarter and reduced its 2015 per share earnings outlook amid increased pressure from a strong U.S. dollar. I would look at a strong U.S. dollar story that negatively hurts the stock you're looking at as potentially an opportunity to get into that stock. It's a good problem to have. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.